You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to pitch bad movies and share bad. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is the Good luck! Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never miss communication. It's over 9,000! My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd to Know Basis Show, airing on Phoenix 92.5 FM and on Spotify and all over those wonderful places on the internet. My name is Kino Calicon and with me, as always, is... Ahoy, it's Sarah O'Connor. How are you? Ahoy, hoy. I am very good. It's wonderful to be here as always. And we've got loads and loads of stuff to cover. I believe we've got film reviews. We've got Paramount Plus. We've got possibly some Star Wars stuff if we had time. But first of all, Dara, are you having an all right week? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, better than last week. It turns out I had the Rona part two. Um, I just thought it was hay fever. It wasn't. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's why I wasn't here last week. I had uh, COVID. It was. It was not fun. I mean, I I think loads of people seem to have it now. So, yes, it's yeah. certainly heading the it's it's entering the conversation again, which is a little is. bit ominous. It is. I mean, public service announcement: if you have a cough and hay fever, it's not hay fever, or it might not be because in my case it wasn't. I was like, I have the worst case of hay fever ever, and then I, you know, got the cough and did a test, and I was like, oh, there we go. So that's why I wasn't here last week, folks. I do apologize. Um, but you know, obviously, you and Kev killed it, so it was a really fun show last week. So, congratulations. <laughs> that's very kind of you. Yes, it's not, funny not... watching the tone change depending on which pairing ends up running it, you know. I mean, it, it was funny, it was we were talking, oh, we do the, the 150 show, or whatever. <laughs> it turns out that either we're all sick, we're all tired, yes. or whatever, we can't do it. So, we were talking before. We went on air, obviously, about doing something around the 150 because obviously we want to do something special. You know, 150 is, is, a, is a big mark. So what we're, we have obviously submitted our application to DCC Dublin Comic Con. Uh, we're going to try to do, we're obviously going to do a panel at that, hopefully, because uh, we've submitted it. But we're going to try to do something there. So I don't know, or something around there or whatever. So, you know, stay tuned. Keep an eye on our social media. Nerd to know media. Um, the website's being redone at the moment as well. So, again, COVID kind of stopped me doing that because it was... Kind of hard to do anything, but play the switch. I'll be honest with you. Um, yeah, so a lot, of, a lot of things are coming up. Do watch our social media for stuff like that. So we are trying to get something cool in the works because you know we don't want to let the one fifty go um, uncelebrated. Because I mean, it's it's a biggie, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, actually, just since you brought up Dublin Comic Con, I wasn't planning on talking about it, but. Uh, the guests are starting to kind of pile up there. Uh, they are, just yeah. yesterday, Charles, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Martinez, 
who is the voice of Mario, Luigi, all those kind of characters is going to be there. Uh, yes. My kid and my nieces and nephews are very excited about that. Very Felicia cool. Day has been announced for a while now. Uh, one of the actors from Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Like, it's start. Oh, Hal Deer from Lord of the Rings. It's starting to kind of get a buzz about it, which is nice about this time of year. I mean, it's going to be great. Um, you know, we're going to try, you know, we have a great, obviously a great partnership with uh, DCC and Geek Ireland. So we're going to try and get um, someone on to talk about it in the near future. So again, like keep an eye on the social media folks, because we are, we have a lot of plates in the air and we're trying to um, get all this stuff done because it's, it's kicking into high gear again. Yeah, but, but we'll be there either way, more than likely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it was like even though we weren't doing anything last at the last one, we were still there, and it was still a great time. So, I mean, <laughs> it's it, it's all good crack, you know. But here's the thing, right? So we have a lot of tech news to get to, and literally before we went on on air, um, so we tape on a Wednesday night, and sometimes we go live on a Wednesday night, um, over Twitch and YouTube, um, there was a, a hack, AMD, the the processor, the the actual. A manufacturer of processors has been hacked. Extortion Group allegedly has more than 450 gigs of AMD data. This comes from PC Gamer, published the 29th of June 2022. Extortion Group, known as Ransom House, claims more uh, to have more than 450 gigs of hacked data from AMD. What's surprising about the hack is appears to have acquired this data using a ridiculously from AMD using a ridiculously simple password to protect its networks from intrusion. Apparently, at least some of the passwords were no more complex than password. That's right. Password. <laughs> Folks, this is why you should go into cybersecurity. This way hacking will always be a thing because <laughs> people be stupid. Don't mm. use password as your password and you should use multi-factor authentication because holy hell that's okay. yeah because i was uh watching sort of this video by someone named dan olson on youtube and he was breaking down bitcoin and he basically explained that now i'm not a cyber person personally i'm very much outside that but like most people assume that hacking is like done by someone using a computer to sort of interrupt something and get around a firewall or something like that and more often than not it's actually just finding out what your password is beforehand through some dubious means and I then mean, just accessing it in a legal way, isn't it? I mean, here's the thing, right? What makes more sense? Scaling a massive wall or looking underneath the map for the key? <laughs> I mean, you can do it, but why would you? I mean, that's the thing. You know, like companies will spend billions of dollars on these super crazy next generation firewalls and super sexy monitoring tools and then they'll have some guy going yeah password's password because i can't remember anything else and there you go i mean <laughs> that's what happens and that's what happened here you know we, we covered the hse hack it was something very similar you know i mean this happens again and again and again and there's only and the thing about it is is like humans are easier to hack than people so that's who you hack, you know, it's called social engineering. Um, well, I mean, to be fair, to, to give the people who, like, you know, have password as their password due credit, we no have credit. an unprecedented amount of passwords that we have to remember these days. 
well, see, across thing, all our social devices and all that kind of stuff, you know. Well, see what I will say, and look, and there are some tips, right? Um, so not to go too much into it because I think you know, but when something like, like literally this just happened as we're as we're going on air, which is why I bring it up because you know I want to talk mm. about something else. But I mean, here's some things you can do, right? Um, enable multi-factor authentication on everything, right? Multi-factor authentication is, you know, you get text messages from to, to your phone, you use an authenticator app, whatever, Authy, um, and then they send you a one-time passcode and boom, there you go. I mean, that's something that you should do. If you are going to use password as password, you shouldn't, don't, uh, use my, make sure you're using another form of authentication because even if someone gets a password, it's still very difficult then to clone your phone or whatever. Mm. Right? So that's what you should be doing. Uh, and that's what you should be doing. I mean, AMD, it's surprising that like a corporation like AMD doesn't have set cybersecurity policies in place, which would make this impossible. But then again, you know, when you've worked in, in this business long enough, you, you see stuff like this and you're like, whoa, okay. Mm. And I mean, it's way more prevalent than, than people would think. So I, I'm not shocked, but I also really am that it was password. I mean, there was a really major hack done a little while ago and the password was again, password as well. Mm. Um, and we're still feeling the effects of that now. That was the solar winds hack from a couple of years. Couldn't even do some ago. random capitalization just to spice it up maybe, you know? Well, look, here's the thing to go to. If you wanted to use a tool for this, there's uh, many tools you can use and they're free and they're legal. Uh, they're not illegal to, to get, which is, you know, surprising because, you know, everyone uses them. Mm. And you'd be surprised how quickly a password can be cracked. Mm. I mean, and that's why you use them to, uh, that's why they're complex. So they're, they're harder to break. Like mm. words are easy to guess and password would be the first thing I would check. I would usually put password or admin. They'd be the two passwords that I would always check because it's probably, it might be or zero one or zero one, two, three, four, five, six. Or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. Or one, two, three, four, five, six, you know. Um, so so these ones and there are lists every year of the top 10 passwords used, and they're still used, you know, it's it's crazy. So look, I would say uh don't use password as as your password, but a good piece of advice you can do it. Um, there is the option to sign on with Google or Facebook or something, you know, do that because I mean, have a strong Google password enable multi-factor authentication on Google and then use that as your sign through and eliminates the need to have all the passwords. Oh, I see. So it's kind of like just one big locked door as opposed to lots of little ones, that kind of Correct. thing. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, there are things you can do as well. There's different solutions you can buy. Actually, we might try to look into them if we're going to go to cybersecurity route. Mm. But um, I mean, th- there are different ones you can use. Um, they are out there. But I mean, that if you don't want to spend any money, you want to improve your cyber hygiene right now, one would be don't use password as your password <laughs> to use Google or Facebook or whatever as your main authentication, use a strong password, multi-factor authentication and all your stuff. I mean, that's what I do. And don't click on links. <laughs> if you get, <laughs> if you get a, a text message or an email, don't click on the link. Uh, it's, it, it's not good. It probably isn't, it probably isn't the free gift card. Uh, but I mean, these are things. And that's what I'm saying to you. know, I, I, I joke the hacking isn't going to go on anywhere and service security is, such a big business and it's because of this you know people are people we're we're we're, we're genetically uh, uh evolved to trust people and you shouldn't zero trust environment is funny you know even at the at the, the tech summit i was at two weeks ago they're all talking about zero trust and you're like huh, maybe <laughs> and then this happens and i'm just like oh you know it's funny it, it it's that kind of um you, you see these billions of dollars being spent or these solutions and they're incredible keen like i mean 
I don't do even really understand how some of them work. And then it's undermined by like one person with a bad password. It, it's, it's, it's scandal. The internet's held together by string, prayers and duct tape. You know? <laughs> so poor AMD. Uh, they're going to have a bad day tomorrow. Uh, and probably for the rest of the month trying to explain this and clean it up. But uh, yes, that, if you want to read more about that, go to PCGamer.com and you can check out um, the new details that are coming out. So. Excellent. Well, thanks for that public service update. I'm certainly I'm not as up on the tech stuff as you, so I'm always thrilled to hear about it. But speaking of things I haven't heard of, I believe there's a film you want to review on this episode. Well, before we get to that, I have a, I have an apology to make, Keen. Oh. Um, to, to yourself, Katie and Kev. Oh, dear. So as I said, when I was sick, um, I pretty much just lay in my bed playing Switch. Mm. And I got a Switch after, ah, uh, after I see. vehemently being against them. Mm. I was like, no, I don't want, I don't want to switch, blah, blah, blah. And I got one before I went over to Rhodes because of like, you know, and then Paris, there's, there's, there's a lot of waiting around. And I was like, right, I want to play Cultor 2. I ended up playing it on Android. Um, but the switch is just, I was like, oh, what's the point? You know, like it's, I, and I was talking to my friend, actually a friend of the show, sometimes on the shows, uh, Keith from Horanda. Mm. I was like, will I get a switch? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, basically you can play last generation games on the toilet. <laughs> Obviously when we're on, on, on tour on that, you're, you know, you're doing a lot of traveling on the bus, you know? So you have hours where you're just on a bus. Mm. Or you're waiting around or that. And I mean, yeah, like I've been looking for a good handheld for a while. Um, the the Retroid, which is a 100 euro uh, Android console, is actually really good. Screen's a bit small, but I mean, it plays kind of everything. Mm. But the Switch, it's the Switch Lite now is just incredibly comfortable. It's just kind of, it's in your hand. It's great. But what I found, and I mean, I mean that would have been the end of it. But what's interesting is I've actually done something that I haven't done in a long time. And that's actually play games and complete them. <laughs> and complete them. And it's weird because I haven't done that in years because usually you're sitting there and you're like, oh yeah, whatever, I'll go do something else. But with the Switch, you're like, you can do other things. You know, like you're watching a movie or you're, you know, waiting for, excuse me, you're waiting for a bus or you're on a bus or you're on a train or, you're, you know, you you're able to do other things while playing these games. So I've completed like three games in the course of two weeks. And that's strange for me because I have no time to do anything, but the switch allows you to do it. So, Mm. I mean, fair play. It is a great console. Yeah, actually, I want to borrow something that Kev said to me casually uh, back when we were both in Eason's. He said that the switch is the most comfortable console to play and just put down. Yeah, and exactly. That stuck, That's and it. Now, which, on a side note, makes putting cloud games on it deeply stupid. I agree. But, uh, I think he's absolutely right in that it's great. You can just like because like I've got a kid at home. It's yeah. great to be able to just pick it up, have a game going in twenty seconds, put it down if something gets thrown across the room. No hassle. It's got loads of storage. You can get games downloaded onto it cheap. I got the Lego Star Wars one for like. 20 25 off something like that with the dlc included so games are dirt cheap if you download them yes like yeah it's just and i know you probably have a switch light but i love just being able to pop it into the tv it's got two controllers with it that you can play with friends over mm-hmm. again a kev over playing like a week or two ago like it's a very 
It's both a really co comfortable handheld and it's also incredibly social, which is a rare thing for a console, you know? See, that's very interesting. Like, I mean, I I would never plug it into the TV. I Like, that's the problem. I don't want to plug stuff into my TV anymore. Uh, I mean, I find it very restrictive. That was the problem I was having with some of the PS5 games. Actually, like Hades is, is a prime example. Hades is a phenomenal game. I just couldn't get into it. Mm. And then, and even Scott Pilgrim, uh, the replaying of Scott Pilgrim, I'm like, oh, I can't get into it because when you're playing, I don't know what it's like for you, but when you're playing video games, you're like, I have an hour to play a video game. I yeah. wanted to, I wanted to maximize that time, and with the result, you're not, you're not, you're not being patient. You mm. know, you're, you end up just defaulting to scrolling through the store or playing something stupid or whatever, right? With the Switch, you're like, no, I can actually, because you're doing something else you're able or you're you're used in the past the time you're actually able to you know bang through a couple of levels on hades or play the same thing on scott pilgrim you mm. know and you're actually able to finish these games and be like whoa <laughs> i actually finished that game so i mean fair play to the switch light it's it's great you know and i mean obviously it, it seems to have different things for different people and also i i think i picked the best time for it because within a week of me getting it the the nintendo sale happened so I was, able to pick oh, up, yeah. I was able to pick up all pretty much all the games that I wanted for for a fraction of one of the games. Yeah, and actually, by the way, just to assure everyone, we're not sponsored by Nintendo. We're just fans. Um, no, I, 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 hold on, hold on. I hate Nintendo. That's the worst thing. It sickens me that I bought this. Well, it's such a phenomenal console. I mean, I know. And actually, I, you probably haven't come across it yet, but they give you points back for yes, everything you buy. And it's pretty generous. Yeah, it's not More bad. More often I mean, than not, like, you know, I'll have like a tenner or something like that just sitting there waiting since my last transaction that knocks a bit off the price, you know. I mean, that was the great thing about the sale because you'd spend, you know, you'd buy a big game just say mm. for like down from like 80 which is crazy i mean the game should not be 80 euro i'm sorry like mm. bayonetta was like 60 quid or whatever i'm like i'm not paying 60 quid for bayonetta uh, but you pay 30 quid for it and then mm. you get the second one for free but then when you do that you get a you, you get a bunch of coins so you can actually like trade them in and i mean that, that's fair but i mean they're gonna to have to look at the, the the pricing on that like there are things you can do you can i'm surprised about that because bayonetta is they sold that and the second one together on cartridge for relatively cheap. Yeah, but here's the other thing I'm running into as well. I'm also kind of enjoying not having cartridges in it. You know, mm. like I, I have a couple of cartridge games, Skyrim and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where I think Nintendo actually hit the sweet spot here. And yeah, mm. while you can't play all the games on it, you can't play the. I mean, I, I have a PlayStation 5. I have a high-end PC. Mm. And I'm playing on the Switch because I'm using the Switch more. Yes, it's just crazy. very accessible, isn't it's it? It's just, and I mean, like as you said, you know, um, you can you can put it down and mm. then pick it back up again. You can play a bit here, play a bit there. You know, take it with you. I mean, it's just it's just phenomenal. It's exactly what you wanted to be. Now, this, you know, and it comes to the stream, the, the Steam Deck. Um, I actually was messing around with the with the the GD GPD Plus or GDP win, sorry, which is a handheld Windows machine from years ago. Uh, I was talking to Brian, actually, and he was like, hey, you should try this version of Linux. And I did, and it's a nice little Linux box now, and it plays a couple of games. It plays, like, a lot of games, actually, and it's quite good. But, I mean, I still put that back and went back to the Switch 
because the yeah. switch is just it's perfectly balanced it's it, it just it's comfortable like the switch light it's incredible incredibly comfortable to play the screen is nice i mean it's ex- everything you want and the stream the, the steam deck obviously i don't have one i haven't even ordered one and i'm like will that be the same probably not you know i i, I don't know <laughs> maybe but i don't know probably not i mean it just seems like there's enough process and power there. There's enough of everything there to just make it run. And like, yes, I, apparently some of the games are a train wreck on it. I believe WWE 2K18 is a complete train wreck, which is why they didn't put WWE 2021 on it, or 2022, sorry. On well, it that's because- actually what I wanted to bring up with you, because earlier you mentioned KOTOR 2, and Geek Ireland were reporting that there was a bug in it where actually on the Switch you cannot finish KOTOR 2. Yes, you can't. That is true. That is true. Yeah, I mean, I read that too, and I was kind of like, "Oh, I'm glad I got it on Android because yeah. on, on Android you can actually install the the restored content mod on it just yourself." Um, but again, that requires a bit of research. Yeah, I mean, the, the reason for this is very simple: they released a bad port and didn't fix the port. Yeah, which is a shame because I played the Knights of the Old Republic one on the Switch, and like, it was fine, like yeah. you were saying, it's such a long game, but if it's on your lap. While you've got while you've got the TV on or you're doing other things, like suddenly all the kind of annoying grindy bits just kind of flow through, you know. But see, look, the difference between Cult and it's funny because I had the opposite problem. Cult Hour One on Android, you can't play because it keeps pinging home. Mm. So I mean, you can't play it out and about because it's like, oh, you need an internet connection. It's like, okay, that's really annoying. But on the Switch, it doesn't do that. And you're like, yeah. okay. But then with Cult Hour, you can't play it. So you ha- like it. When you're playing it on the Android, it does call home, but when you install the restored content mod, it wipes it away. So, I mean, it, it's it's silly that they do that because you know games should not have that level of DRM. It defeats the purpose. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I agree. I I think well, I don't think I I know the problem. The problem with Cult R two is that the game wasn't finished the first time. <laughs> it right. was released broken. I mean. You're talking before the Switch now, are you? Oh, I'm talking in 2005. I remember okay. when that game came out. I was in transition year. I bought it day 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 one, like, and basically it was released within a year, year and a bit maybe of Cultor One. Um, they cut out half of it. I mean, like, there's two world, two to three worlds, just not in it, and the story just randomly ends. When you're playing the restore content mod, that doesn't happen. But the problem is, what I think happened here is instead of fixing it the first time, they just said, right, we'll just release the version we have, hope for the best, and then the DLC, because the DLC was always planned to be the restored content mod. Mm. I think their thought process was, right, we release it, we'll get it to run, it'll be fine. And then they're like, we'll focus on getting the restored content mod ported for the Switch, which is what they did and what they're going to do. So I think that's where a lot of that went, and that's why this probably wasn't caught sooner. It's not an excuse. It's not excusable, but that's probably what happened. Um, and now would be interested to see, right, are they going to fix that? I mean, there are ways around it, but I mean, you have to fix that. And the real kick, what actually stopped me getting it was I heard that when you installed the restored content mod as DLC or when you buy it, because it's not going to be free. It actually might be free now because of this mess up. But when you buy it, you have to restart the game. Your game doesn't continue on because that makes sense. I mean, the restored content mod is a completely different game than Cold War uh, 2. Okay. Like, dude, there, there are three worlds completely missing. <laughs> the game is <laughs> half finished. 
when it was when it was shipped. And I mean, that's what like I personally Cult Art 2 is my favorite one because you're able to get into it a lot quicker. And, you know, it, it, I just I like some of the refinements. But I mean, it was always a half finished game. You know, it's like Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Um, well, well, it's funny you mentioned that because what you're saying about Kotor 2 is very similar to the way games are made now, that your anthem roadmaps and that kind of stuff, where they kind of release a game with only a few ingredients in it. And if it makes enough money, they'll give you the rest later, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, ahead of the curve by pure greed. I mean, it wasn't greed. <laughs> I, I feel bad for what, what, is that is that what it was in The Simpsons, pulling a homer, like succeeding through incompetence or something like that? Well, I mean, the guys who developed it, they're a different team. They're not Bioware. They're Obsidian. They're the guys who made uh, Fallout New Vegas. So, I mean, they can do it. And they yeah. make great games. But they were just like, hey, we only have like a year to get this done. And then it was kind of shoveled out the door. And this is what happened back then. But, I mean, the fan community has made the full, has restored the entire game. And you can get it on Android now. Like, once you download, once you actually buy the game, you can just download the patch and away you go. So I'd imagine the problem here is they were trying to make that stable on the Switch. And maybe that's what a lot went into it. Because, I mean, I look, to be honest with you, when I first heard that the restored content mod was going to be on the Switch, like legitimately, mm. I couldn't believe it. I was like, whoa, that's a lot of work. Yeah. And now you understand why it's a lot of work because the yeah, game yeah, itself yeah. is broken. You have to, but look, it, I mean, yeah, they'll fix it. But it sucks for everybody who has... You know, like one of my, a very good friend of mine has 17 hours into it. He is hardcore Star Wars, always has been, you know. Mm. Um, and he was like, Yeah, I got it. And, you know, and then eventually you can actually overcome it. There's ways to get past it. But I mean, it, it's but not, not, not intuitively, though. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, yeah. I mean, like you shouldn't have to, like, basically cheat your way to, to beating the game. The game should just mm. be able to be beaten. Um, and it, it, it's just it's just an unfortunate thing, you know. It's, it's the similar story came out there on Upper Echelon Gaming and this pickup by the Watchmen post for that. I got to do with testing on um, Cyberpunk. Similar thing, apparently, it was um, the way they tested it didn't reveal a lot of the bugs. And uh, I, I mean, this stuff can kind of happen, but I don't think anything malicious here was was intended. It's just they no, were always, no, of course not. They were always dealing with a broken game, and this shouldn't have been unexpected. It was just mm. kind of like whoa. The fans fixed this 15 years ago. Yeah. Where were you? Like, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, what, I, I haven't bought Cult War 2 yet for the Switch. Because there's no point. Like, I'll, I'll get it when it's, one, cheaper, and two, when it's fixed. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if you really want to play Cult War 2 now, my recommendation would be get it on Android, pay whatever it is. I think it's like €9, Euro, and then get the restored content mod and install it yourself. Boom. Awesome. Well, listen, I've got more Switch games to talk about, but since I did flag it earlier, I want to hear about this film you're telling me about before we started. Yeah, so, yeah, it, I went to go see The Black Phone. So the new Ethan Hawke movie. Okay. And um, I said it was a packed screening, to be fair. Um, so, you know, it, it's one of the movies that people wanted to see. That was one of the big movies that, you know, I, I was like, ah, oh, it seems really interesting. So basically the premise is based in the 1980s. Uh, it's actually directed by the guy who directed Sinister, who is Stephen King's son, which I didn't know. Mm. And uh, it's very Stephen King-esque. It makes sense why there's lots of references. Oh, Scott Derrickson, the Doctor yep. Strange guy. Yeah, he's Stephen King's son. That explains so much. It does, doesn't it? 
Yeah, sorry to interrupt you there. No, but, no, you're 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 hundred percent right. Like when I found that out, I was like, oh, this makes sense. Like there's like overt references to yeah. it and stuff in the movie. Like, um, and you're like, oh, that's pretty funny. So look, basically, it's based in the eighties. Uh, these kids are getting abducted by the the, the grabber. Yeah, that's what they call him. <laughs> and he's played by Ethan Hawke. And it's basically a psychological journey of uh, this kid trying to get out and some supernatural elements. I mean, look, it's a good film. It's a very well-made film. Um, it's one that I would recommend. But for me, I found it incredibly boring at the same time because <laughs> I know, no, and I mean, that's not the movie's fault. That's because I've seen all this before. I mean, every single thing that happened I it was you know I mean like I've seen more horror movies than probably normal. And I've seen a lot of movies, so I'm like I just I just know what's going to happen. There was nothing new under the sun, you know. Mm. Uh, and that was it. Like it was just pain by the numbers. Like the only thing I would have to say for it um, that I that was unexpected. Well, two things: one, Eden Hawk isn't in the movie that much, and when he is, he does steal the he does steal the performance because he's a great actor, right? Mm. Um, they go a different way with the twist. The twist is quite good, even if it is a little bit played out. And then three, the actual... Because they don't lean into the supernatural element nearly as much. So there's one or two kind of jump scares, but it's not a jump scare movie. Right. If that makes sense. I mean, there's one or two jump scares in it that, you know, the, the crowd did scream at. But you're also like, oh, yeah, that was fun. You know, I mean, it wasn't trying to be like sinister. I mean... The way it was shot was really cool. The use of music was really good. But I mean, it, it, it's a good movie, but I wouldn't rush out to go see it. I mean, I did, and I shouldn't have. <laughs> I, I, I would have. It's a movie you watch on Sky mm. or Netflix. You know, I mean, that's it. Or Shudder, even, because that's probably uh, the movie that's most suited on. I did see Men the week before. Oh, I've heard things about this. Yeah, you know, Men is wild. That's a wild movie. So that's completely different. So take what I just said about the black phone and throw that out the window. <laughs> Men is has the craziest last 20 minutes of anything I've ever seen. It's by the director of Ex Machina and Annihilation. Ex Machina is one of my favorite films ever. Um, so I really appreciate the work of this director. It's very visual, very auteur. Has a lot to say. This one is weird because it's an Irish woman. You know, I mean, you can she's she doesn't say she's Irish, but she's Irish. Uh, Jesse Buckley. Yeah. Uh, and she her husband killed himself by accident or whatever. And she's trying to get over that and um, goes out to this English village. And uh, I mean, it's weird because without getting into it, everyone has the same face. All the men have the same face. Mm. Right, so the stuff that happens in the movie where that's the first thing that you know is where like all these men have the exact same face. Is that what's going on in the movie, or is that symbolism? Right, mm. and then there's other things with the green man and you know the myth of the green man and that kind of stuff, and still you know weird supernatural things happen, and you're like, is she crazy? Is is this actually going on? And then the end of it has full on Cronenberg horror movie, right? <laughs> body horror and you're like what is going on and the last 10 to 20 minutes are the most what do you know what is going on here and I would say <laughs> if you're in for a movie and I mean the last 10 minutes they stick with you they really do like you're not scared you're not freaked out you're just like what was that you know and I mean 
I, I, that's what I really like about the director. I mean, Ex Machina is, is phenomenal. I totally go watch. Like, totally oh, and Annihilation as well. It's and... great and that kind of stuff. But I mean, this one is another one where you're like, you know, I think it's, it's a movie that probably on a second viewing, third viewing, I'll be like, right, that kind of makes sense what they're trying to do. But it's, it's it's very good. It's a movie like it, it's not just there because, you know. But with that, the, the last ten minutes, I would say, look, it's not for the faint of heart. That, uh, if if you have any, any, if you're squeamish in any way about birth, particularly people giving birth to themselves again and again and again, um, maybe don't go see it. <laughs> well, actually, I wanted to ask about that because Rory Kinnear is the man in men. Yeah. And uh, he's an actor I've been admiring kind of for ages and ages. He's in yeah. loads of things. He's always really good. And no one ever seems to kind of celebrate him, you know, like um, uh, just pulling up his kind of CV thing now. Like he was in the first episode of Black Mirror as yes. the prime minister. He oh, was in Inside Number Nine. He's in all of the Daniel Craig Bond films. Like Have kind they- of. Inside Number Nine is one of the best shows that you're not watching right now. Yes, exactly. I'm, I've it's the one nice thing about being having a Virgin Media box. I'm actually just taping them all and catching up on the ones that aren't on Netflix. That's brilliant. That's brilliant too. But but yeah, like he is like one of the best Iagos that has ever been on stage. Like you know, he got an Olivier Award for it. Like you know, he's one of those actors who, um, I suppose we kind of highlighted this with Michelle Yeoh a few weeks back where it's like they've been quietly being brilliant the whole time. And for some mm. reason, no one noticed, you know, you know, it was weird, right? When I was watching the movie, I'm like, he looks really familiar. And I, mm. I, I just started watching the, the new season of the boys, which is great, by the way, we should probably cover that next week. Yeah. Um, we covered Diablo uh, or Diabolical last week. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. But um, I was like, he really looks like Homelander, but it's not Homelander. Mm. And then now that he said it, I'm like, oh, of course, that's who he is. You know, he's just one again, he's one of those faces. He's in, in imitation game. He's he's all over the place. Yeah. You know? And you're just like, he's brilliant. And I mean, this role specifically, because it's I think mean, it's an, it's actually kind of an actor's dream, to be honest with you, because it's not the same character. Mm. It's different people. and He's doing different things. And I mean, the range is so weird. Like it's from, you know, the, the nice, haughty English countryman to... Um, a weird priest to a small child to someone giving birth to themselves over and over again to the green man to a psychotic it's it's such a huge swath of a role where you're like whoa man this is this guy give, give this guy more awards he's really good mm-hmm. and the, the main actress as well is great it's it's a really nice uh, it's a much more satisfying experience than the black phone and, mm-hmm. the, and it's not because the black phone is bad it's just because it doesn't do anything different. This thing yeah. does everything completely different. And it's just like, I mean, like the black phone, once I saw it, I was like, all right, whatever. Mm. <laughs> After this one, I walked out, I was like, what did I watch? You that know, what was you. That? Yeah, it just kind of sticks with you. And I mean, that's kind of what you want from a, from a cinema experience, you know? Exactly. And uh, although bringing it back to the smaller screen, uh, we mentioned last week that Paramount Plus have just launched their app in Ireland, which... Right will make a lot of Trekkies who have not been able to watch quite a significant amount of Star Trek stuff for the past year. That's a good point. Uh, like good happy. Point. But uh, are you kind of aware of what's on this app at all? Are streaming apps something that so are, are I, even on your radar? Or? So I was over in my friend's house a little while ago um, and we were playing basically like this app that allows you to basically do charades. can't yeah. remember the name of it now offhand. But, and every... Toward our fourth round, we got an ad for Paramount Plus, and I'm like, "Oh, 
We must be getting Paramount Plus. So that's the <laughs> first time I heard about it. Yeah. And that's where it began and end and ended. And that's the end of the story. And that's the end of the story. <laughs> what a because, story, Mark. I mean, I mean, there's literally nothing on it that I would watch. I'll be honest with you. Like, I mean, Halo maybe, but then I saw one or two episodes. I'm like, oh my God, they've ruined Halo. Which, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. which is a fee. I mean, because Halo is not really a good story driven thing anyway. You know, yeah. me, but I mean, it's really it's, not, folks. The, yeah, that's actually because I'll get into the content of it. The odd, I kind of didn't have any idea what was going to be on Paramount Plus. For some reason, I thought Law and Order would be on there. I'd be like, a Law and Order streaming app. You'd live off that forever. <laughs> but no, it's not on there, unfortunately. Oddly I mean, enough, it's I will highlight the things that caught my attention, but it's actually quite a kid-centric app. So hold on. So is Nickelodeon owned by Paramount then? I think it must be because right. all of the Paw Patrols are on there. Right. All of the SpongeBob's are on there, which is great because I knew that, like, yeah. Because uh, um, you can actually show it's really it's kind of SpongeBob has fallen into that Simpsons area for people who have televisions where there's more bad than good SpongeBob now. Yeah, very So that, finding yeah. a good one is kind of like finding a diamond in the rough, you know. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm happy for that. Like you're right, Nickelodeon's all the Peppa Pigs, all the Paddingtons are on there, the Rugrats. So oh, then yeah, it has to be. Yeah, then Nickelodeon is obviously Avatar's on, on there. More like more. I'm not up on my Avatar show news, but I'm assuming all the Avatar shows. Yeah. Come out there. So yeah. it it's cycling through it. I kind of feels like a day one app where the good stuff isn't quite there yet. You know, I mean, there's a few good films. South Park's on there, obviously. Uh, that's also reason. interesting. So, yeah, that, well, so that'd be kind of worth the price of admission. Well, We're I mean, I, Star Trek stuff in a second, but yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of only okay at the moment. It's not, still, there's not a huge amount on it compared still, to. Yeah, still, I wouldn't. I mean, I'll be honest with you, there isn't enough there. Like, I love South Park. Mm. South Park's one of my favorite shows, but I yeah. mean, you can watch most of that online. Legitimately, not even. And I mean, if you have a skybox, it's always on. Yeah. I mean, and you know, so I mean, there are legitimate ways. I mean, it's it's a weird choice. I mean, I, I personally, I w- I'm not going to make decisions for multinational corporations, you know, empires. But yeah. I mean, it, it seems superfluous. You know, it's like, why? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's only a matter of, to, to me. It's like it seems like it's only a matter of time for Disney buys you. And this seems like it's like you know HBO Max. I'm like, why do you need HBO Max in America? I mean, yeah, exactly. I will mean, say it has you know. more than uh, the Prime Video app does, which okay. I only tend to go back to okay. for like the boys. The only the only defense with Prime, there's two. One, next day shipping, right? Right. I mean, it's it's a free service on top of shipping, and on top of cloud storage. And it's like a fraction of what these other ones cost because all of them are using AWS servers, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really count my Prime subscription as being a thing I pay for. Because, right. I mean, if you buy one thing from Amazon oh, like a month, it covers your shipping, right? So, uh, I don't really include that. But I would include this in... Sorry for discounting, Kane. I mean, I just... I, I, I don't think that's a fair comparison. Well, I well, I always forget to use it for shipping, so I don't know. Really? Well, it's 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 included. It's it's automatic. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I had to buy something for my mom the other day, and the shipping was something like fourteen euros. And then I said, "Look, I'll get it," and uh, it was free next day shipping. So I mean, that's why you have Prime, right? You, you know, and then the the rest of it. But I mean, I would I would put this towards something like 
the WWE Network, right, which is one of the only su- subscription services that I pay for, that, Shudder, uh, Netflix, and Disney Plus. That, that, they're the only ones that I really use. And, uh, and Gaia as well, because Gaia is just hilarious. Hmm. But the thing about every one of those is they're all unique. They all offer something. Like, I mean, WWE, right? Everything, every single wrestling thing you could want outside of two of the companies and uh, in, in North America, right? In Europe. Going all the way back to like the 80s, right? That's worth it if you're if you're a wrestling fan. I mean, you kind of have to have that because there's always content coming, right? Yeah. Gaia, as I said, it's, you know, the History Channel at 2 a.m., with the volume turned up to 14. It's banana boats crazy. <laughs> it's so fun, right? Uh, I mean, we've talked about this on the show before. Guy is hilarious, right? Shudder, all the horror movies you want, all the 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 trashy B-level movies to like the super good stuff to the mid-tier. Again, and I mean, everything else for me is captured in that Netflix or Disney bucket. Yeah. So it's very hard for... So they're kind of your Marvel and DC equivalents, like... Yeah, I mean, well, it's kind of very hard for another one to go, hey, we have this. And I'm like, yeah, but I can just watch it on Disney. And it, you know, it, it's very, very hard for another like another service to come in and be like, hey, we have all this. I'm like, well, yeah, I but- mean, I suspect in the next well, all the Star Treks and Avatar The Last Airbenders and Paw Patrols and Peppa Pigs are going to disappear off Netflix. And when they go, yeah, well, a whole true. bunch of parents are going to be leaving Netflix. But see, that's the thing. I mean, what would make a lot more sense, I mean, well, that's actually, I was watching a video, uh, Cold Fusion is a channel on YouTube, and they're saying that uh, the losses that Netflix might have in the next couple of years, they, you know, they might lose 10, 10 million. Or 10 mm. billion, I think it was 10 million or 10 billion. Either way, it's bad. It's a lot. I think it might be 10 billion of losses. And like half their user base might go for that reason. But the thing about it is, the, and we said this again and again, the reason why everybody uses streaming service or bought a Netflix subscription is because it was all there. I mean, yeah. if you're going to split it into like five di- five or six different uh, subscribe services that all offer something, you know, th- to get a full holistic picture of your basic Sky package, it's just like having a skybox. I mean, I've gone back to using my skybox. It's like having five skyboxes, basically. But that's it. I mean, and it costs the same. Mm. So if you're, you know, shilling out 10 or 15 euro, right? That I don't know how much it costs, but you're, let's say your average subscription costs 15 euros, right? If right. you were buying six of that, six of those, that's nearly 100 and what, 120, 130. Mm. Um, let's just say that's more expensive than a sky subscription. And you're like, where, where's the benefit? <laughs> the whole point of Netflix was it was cheaper than having cable in America. Yeah, and like you've hit the nail there because I'm going to get to the Star Trek stuff now, which is that people, I'm certainly on this because it's the only way to watch the new Star Treks. Yes. It's not It's not the Netflix thing of now everything's available in one place. It's the opposite. It's things are walled off. Yeah. And it's and Disney, and it's not just Paramount, it's Disney as well. It's all of them, you know. I mean, it... In a way, I mean, like it's it's less offensive with Disney because you get everything in the one place, but it's because they own everything. So, yeah. we, so you're sitting in this weird position where you're like, do I want Disney to buy everything? <laughs> so I like, get the one subscription, or is it like you know? I mean, it, it throws up that situation again where like you know a piracy comes back. I mean, like the numbers on piracy is is through the roof again because people mm. are like, well, 
the whole point of this was it was in the one place and now I have and then people just go back to piracy. I like we've always made the argument here, and it's it's a true argument. I mean, piracy um exists if something is hard to find or too expensive. You know, yeah. I mean, like look at the switch again, it goes back to it. I legitimately bought a a boatload of games, and I had no problem buying the games because they weren't too expensive and they were super handy to get. Mm. However, I had a PS Vita. I I never once bought a PS Vita game. Mm. I jailbroke my PS Vita. If something is cheap and easy, people are going to go to it. If something is, is prohibitively expensive or to the point that it's easier to find other methods, you're going to do that. I mean, that's what always happens. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I think it's a, it's swung around. It's this thing called a horseshoe theory. It's when people or things go so far to the edges, they loop back on each other. Right. So that's what's happening here. You know, streaming services were supposed to be the anti cable thing. And then they've looped back around to becoming cable. It's like, you know, you were the chosen one. You were supposed yes, you're to You're the very thing you sought to destroy. Yeah. 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 And now you've just become that. It's like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. You know, so. For me, I'm like, right, I have the ones I want um, again. And, uh, you know, to go and sign up for this kind of stuff, like it has to have some sort of value. And I just don't like, again, if you're a massive, if you're a massive Trekkie or if you're, you know, whatever, you're, it makes sense. It really does. I mean, but if for me, I'm like, I have all the cell park DVDs. Um, I can just watch it. Uh, Nickelodeon. Yeah, I, I have Nickelodeon. Yeah. <laughs> I can just watch it or whatever, you know, but I just, I think this is a miscalculation. But then again, as you said, you know, with someone who has, who has kids, if Paul Patrol goes and if all those other kids shows goes like, you're going to do it because this, you know, you, you got it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and like, I, I have to double check now, but start Star Trek shows are on Netflix and they're also on primes. They're all split across all of them, you know, yeah. really at the moment, which that's a mess. Isn't it just? Yeah, I mean, but I am glad that I got it though because uh, the new show Strange New Worlds is class. Are you up to date on what it is like? Or... No, what is it? Give me the elevator pitch. Okay, so uh, set uh, in between Star Trek Discovery and the original show with Kirk and Spock, it's Captain Pike, who was the pilot in the original pilot episode. He was the captain. Is flying the Enterprise. There's a young Spock, young Uhura. It's them just going on fun adventures in the style of the original show, but with the glossy kind of graphics and things. It's very, very old fashioned. It's just good character writing. It's like fun episode of the week type stuff. Right. You cannot get anywhere. Like Kenobi was a six part serialized series, like all that kind of stuff. It's mm. it's ne- I, I say retro. It's not like, you know, complete throwback, but like. It's very old-fashioned TV in the sense that you can just watch one a week and really enjoy it, and it ends. And yeah. every episode feels different. It's got a completely wildly different tone. And it's just got fun. I miss fun TV, you know? Everything's so serious at the moment. I mean, that's why I like The Boys. Oh, yeah? Well, The Boys is serious in its own way. Like, ah, It's not really. I mean, it is and it isn't. Like, there was an episode where... Someone shrunk down and went into someone and then blew up. I, I heard about that. And yeah, it yeah. was hilarious. And I was like, 
<laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's unreal. Okay, well, so, the boys, the boys, kind of takes very serious topics and kind of attacks them to the point of ridiculousness. Yeah, you know? I mean, but that's still yeah. kind of grimy. I'm talking like kind I of getcha. really wholesome sort of character learns a lesson and everything's sorted by the end of the day type thing. And the and the characters are all really good. It's delightful to just see people who like each other going on adventures and having fun. That's a su- surprisingly hard thing to find in now, television yeah. at the moment. You know? now, we, now you lay it out that way. Yeah, it's very, it is very hard to find that. I mean, South Park is the closest you can get <laughs> to that. You know, <laughs> what have we learned today? Or I guess I've learned something today. Um, yeah, I mean, look, as I said, and there is a market for it. It sounds pretty mm. cool. And as someone who would be a fan of the of the DOG series, that would mm. be really appealing. Like yeah. again, for me, I'm like, yeah, cool, you know. But I'm not trekky. So. Well, I mean, if you don't want to get the app, you can wait for the Blu-ray. But like, it's just, it's very clearly like this is a show that, unlike all the other Star Trek shows, uh, fans begged for. Because Pike and the young Spock were on Discovery Series 2. And, like, you know, the usual thing, oh, my God, they recast Spock. I hate it. Go to hell and die, whatever. But instead, they did it. And these actors and these characters were so likable that when they left the show, everyone wanted them back. Interesting. So people begged for this for years and years and years. And only now, like three or four years down the line, like, it's come out. And it's very clearly made with, like, they're not trying to be kind of inventive and clever and rewrite the book and all that kind of stuff. It's nice kind of wholesome old fashioned Star Trek fun without kind of being pandering. Like they've got like lots of little inside jokes. Like one of the crew is like Kirk's brother, uh, who, which is a reference to the fact that in one of the old episodes, Kirk's brother, uh, I'm waving my fingers here, uh, dies and it's just William Shatner and a mustache. So here, someone look like Kirk turns up in a mustache. You know, it's inside joke humor without being kind of exclusionary. You know what I mean? Like it's just good, wholesome fun. You know, I mean that that specific kind of thing is the justification for streaming services. Yeah, I mean, like that's kind of the unique selling point that I was kind of getting at, where it's like, hey. Like it's like the WWE network, right? If you like wrestling, you are going to need the WWE network <laughs> because it has all the stuff. <laughs> you know, good or bad, it has all the stuff, you know. And I mean, if Paramount is literally just this is where all the tracky stuff is, and we make more of the tracky stuff that you like, you're going to buy it because it has all the stuff. Mm. And I mean, that's a good marketing strategy. You know, I mean, if, if that is the way it is, then that's cool. And well, not is, quite. You know, they don't have Picard, which is on and they will Prime, eventually, though. But they, they will, will eventually, yeah. roughly, yeah. It, it, it'd be like what happened with Marvel, where, you know, it took them a while to get it, but eventually. Oh, like the, the stuff on Netflix and all that. Yeah, yeah. 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 It'll all eventually work its way back to, to one area. Yeah. But we have five minutes left. Yes. Would you like to talk about the Kenobi finale or Lego Star Wars? I'll, I'll say something very quick about Kenobi and then you, you can go with Lego Star Wars because I go haven't on. played Lego Star Wars but really quick about Kenobi yeah. um, the last episode is the best the best part of it um, I mean it's completely unnecessary uh, kind of canning dest- cannon destroying um, it is what it is I mean look it was cool to see them do the thing that they did 
it the fight was cool. I had its moments, but the sooner better. Act on oh no. So there's a Game of Thrones. There's a Game of Thrones rumor. The rumor Ooh, is they're okay. going to now again. This is completely wild. This was another thing that happened just before we came on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, they're talking about reshooting seven and eight or doing season nine where seven and eight is a dream. Okay. Because there's ah, no because no. there's, there's no appetite for Game of Thrones, and I'll be honest with you, my dad was saying, "Oh, there's new Game of Thrones series," and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." And Matt I mean, Smith's yeah, in it though. He is, I, which means man, it's going to be good, but also means it's going to be doomed. Yeah, the poor man cannot catch a break. Last night in Soho is great; everyone should watch it. Mm. Um, but yeah, and I mean, if that happens, great. I mean, that's what they need to do with Star Wars. They need to just pretend like all of it was a dream. And Luke wakes up, and then they just never talk about the Skywalkers ever again. <laughs> and they do something else. And I mean, like, just literally do not. Uh, but the thing about it is, what they could do is they could then do these Kenobi series where, like, what I wanted, you know, they're during the Clone Wars, or, you know, it's flashbacks with Darth Vader, and he's like meditating. And he's like, oh, you know, these kind of things. There's stuff you can do that they did little bits of in Kenobi near the end that the whole show should have been. And I still firmly believe the way to save Star Wars is they release something like a mini series, and it's all a dream. They wipe everything that happened. Luke wakes up, Kyle Katan is like, Master Skywalker, we gotta go do something. And then they go off and then if you know rewinds back and they do something in the old republic. There or do a parallel universe thing. Or do anything because and have and have the seven, eight, and nine appear in a parallel universe or exactly. something. Exactly, or it's a force vision or whatever. I mean, because if they do do that with Game of Thrones, which that's the only way you're saving Game of Thrones because that is doomed otherwise. Um, because I have no interest in it because I know how it ends, it's terrible. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, powers. but if a new book comes out, they can just reboot it, you know? Yeah, yeah. but but not enough for another 10 15 years, you know. I mean, like they could actually just reboot it now with a season nine, and I, I think. They should do the same thing with Star Wars. Be like, look, parallel universe, um, the, the the world between worlds. Use that, and then write yourself out of that horrible corner that you got yourself into. And then there you go. They have a fresh thing. Start. Don't go near the Skywalkers. Like literally, that's the kiss of death. You know, anyone who read the EU knows that's the kiss of death. You stay so far away from the Skywalker. You don't touch them. The radioactive. You do something <laughs> miles into the future. Are miles into the past. Do not go near the Skywalkers. Yeah. And actually, there's connectivity there because uh, weren't the guys writing Game of Thrones supposed to be doing Knights of the Old Republic film? They were and they wrapped up Game of Thrones quicker to do it, you know. Yeah, and in the end, up losing it because of their reaction to Game of Thrones. So I mean, kind of oh. shot themselves there, you know, in the foot, like. And it it's was like poetry. Of, it rhymes. Well, that's it. I mean, look, this is the thing about Disney, right, and Star Wars. Anyone. They should have had somebody who knew this with the mm. EU. That's why twenty years ago, they're like, "We're not, we're we're not done." Do I will know? warn you. You have one minute, so okay. make your salient points. Uh, you know this. Anyone who read it, you know, twenty years ago, they're like, "There's no point going near the Skywalkers because it's they've done everything. You just repeat itself over and over again." And that did happen. The, the future of Star Wars is in the past, and in the future, it's not with the Skywalkers, and that's mm. what they need to do. And the only real real way to do that now is by wiping what they have doing the parallel universe and funny enough it looks like game of thrones might actually do that but there we go <laughs> all right well on that uh game of thrones writers i hope you were listening to that matt smith if you're listening hello oh, uh, matt but... smith, he can't catch a break he really can't he's in phenomenal <laughs> we... things that 
bombed we believe terribly. In you. Uh, I mean, if it can last, happen for Rory Kinnear, it can happen for you. Last night in snow in Soho is fantastic, and nobody mm. saw it. <laughs> nobody I saw, saw it. it. You saw it. Yeah, you and me. That's two people. <laughs> just just in a cinema clapping <laughs> at the end. Brilliant. Masterwork. Masterwork. It's, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we are out of time. Uh, once again, I apologize for not getting to Lego Star Wars. I will cover it eventually because it's well worth discussing. Okay. But we will be back the same time next week. Uh, oops. Sorry about that. Do you have to edit that out there? Yeah. Uh, we'll be back at the same time next week with more updates on our big 150th celebration, which if we just push it back far enough, we'll just become a 200th. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but until then, I've been Kian. I've been Dara. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. All right, so you're listening to the podcast. You're like, hey, I'm not in Ireland. How do I get in touch? Well, TuneIn has you covered. That's how you can check us out live when we're on the radio. Um, you go to TuneIn and download the app, or you can check out the live streams on nerdthnomedia.com or Phoenix 92.5 FM. If you want to get in contact with us, it's very easy. Media everywhere. Media on Twitter. Media Instagram. Media on Twitch. Media at gmail.com if you want to reach out via email. Hope to hear from you soon. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 